Ladies and gentlemen, it's the Time Spent Poorly Show with your hosts, Eduardo, Old Huds, and Brother Ron. Here's a quick clip from tonight's show to whet your appetite. That's that just movie. a disturbing fucking flick. The, that, yeah. the, and, but that's why the remake works. Do you know what is, that's based on? That's why the remake works. Is The first one was really uncomfortable, and the, the, the remake, all they did was they took everything about the first one that was discomforting and weird and off-putting and just cranked it to 11. It's really fucked up. Do you know what it's based on? Hmm. Wow, this really sounds like it's going to be the best show better than anyone we've done before or anything we can do afterward in the history of the program. You mark my words. We know there's all sorts of better ways you can be spending your time, so thanks for spending yours, albeit poorly, with us. If you want to learn more about who we are, go to timespentpoorly.com. Everything you need to know, whether it's accessing past episodes, future live broadcasts, or other shows on our network, it's all right there. There's also a link to our Patreon if you find yourself compelled to support one of your favorite shows, hosted by any of these nobodies from the Pacific Northwest. Well, gentlemen, I'm not here, but you are, so let's get it on! Without further delay, please welcome your hosts, Eduardo, Old Huds, and Brother Ron. Ron. Yes. Horror movies. Oh, not okay. to not to completely. No, oh, did no. did the devil remind you? It's uh, it's it's Halloween time, and <laughs> I'm a full blown slut for well, as I'm sure anybody who you know the three of you that watch this have figured out, I'm a big slut for movies. Um, I, you know, there's not a person I know that can speak to movies more than you. And I thought I had a pretty good like handle on things, and Huds had a pretty good handle on things. And then you came to the show, and you bring this whole different level of love. It's it's seriously. Cinema. I um, I was actually uh, when when my when my ex-wife and I were still dating, prior to us electing to move in together and starting our family. I was very, very heavily toying with the notion of moving to California and just being like, you know what, fuck it. Because I don't have aspirations to be an actor. I'm. Uh, you wanted to work in the business. I, I, I just want to work in the business. I like the process of filmmaking. Uh, if I could act, sure, I would yeah. try it. Well, I wanted to when I was growing um, up. That was what I. That's not my my end game. My end game is I I like the just the the nuance of what goes into right. the actual craft of it for me. And maybe this is for you as well. Uh, what stopped me from kind of like pursuing more aggressively that, that career path was this, this small, like the, the foot that you have grounded in reality of like the op, the odds that you're going to make it there. One, or in that in that setting, and you can work in the business professionally. I think. See, I bullshitted myself because my argument was no. I talked myself out of it because I thought I couldn't hack it. This was the, <clears throat> I'm opposite end of the spectrum. I talked myself into it because my argument was, Ron, you're not trying to go to Hollywood and be an actor because you're no offense. Like I I know my my girlfriend thinks I'm really handsome, and I hear it from people, but I don't think that I'm ugly by any means. But I wouldn't consider myself like people don't want to see me on a movie poster. I'm sorry. I, 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 I'm that's what character actors are for, though. But yeah, that's what I'm saying. But again, I'm not trying to go down there and be a character actor. I'm not trying to, I'm just trying to go down there and work in the industry within the industry. Yeah. 
So you so were you I missed bl- a great episode I, when I we had Bruno on. Yeah, I yeah. Did I'm, you watch that episode? I, yeah, I did, and I'm really really fucking sad. I we're having him back it. on. Good. Shout out to Bruno. Good. Thank you, Bruno, Friend for coming back. Because yeah, seriously, I watched that episode and I was dying that I wasn't on here for it. <laughs> so um, many questions. So many. So many questions. Yeah. So many questions. Um. And tying it into the the subject for this and and the subject for this month, it's one of the reasons why I love horror so much is there is nothing quite like low budget horror, um, and, and especially uh, especially stuff that is uh, from this you know seventies and eighties golden era of practical effects prior to. Nowadays, it's gotten so cheap to do CG that everybody leans on it, and it's just not the same. You know, I agree with you, because I can tell you, um, I'd rather see stop motion in a horror movie than CG, mm -hmm. or... Or or what they did with Gremlins. I'd rather see see nothing and just let my imagination do the work. No, there's that too. Right, yeah, exactly. But... If they ever re- if they ever redid Gremlins with CG, it wouldn't be the same. No, it's um, it, it's there's the only word that I can use to describe it. No matter how bad a practical effect may be, it has weight. Mm-hmm. It 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 it. You, well, and like no even matter, stop motion no matter, still has this almost like real kind of like creepy kind of like there's uh, still the it, ring type they, quality when the girl's crawling out of the TV kind of. They there's a lot of uh, with with stop motion, especially if you try to intermix it with live action. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of forced perspective that goes into it, so it does make it look kind of unnatural. But it's still it has that weight. You can tell it's really there. There is a there is a switch in your brain, right? That no matter how good CG gets, because some of the CG that's out now, it, it's uh, it's a big thing for uh, David Fincher's movies. If you ever want to see movies that you don't even know have CG in them. Mm. Go check out a YouTube discussion about the amount of CG footage that is used in, of all movies, the girl with the dragon tattoo. It will blow your mind how much of that movie is not real. Oh, wow. It's and, and that kind of CG you don't, because then you're just talking about, okay, well, uh, they filmed this shot while they were driving down a road one day and the story needed it to be snowing, but it wasn't snowing on the day they were filming. So they CG didn't make it look snowy. That kind of CG that can trick your brain because if it's done well enough and it looks natural enough, that can trick your brain into just, you know, you're just saying you don't even think about it. But when you see a guy standing there talking to something that your brain knows doesn't exist, no matter how good the CG is, you can't turn that off. You can't. Right. And with the practical effects, it's easier to do because it is really there. Even though you know that it's not a real thing, even though you know it's a guy in a suit or an intricate series of levers and pulleys and stuff, it's really there. It has weight. It exists. Well, that's why Sesame Street is a like sells so much more than more so than if you're watching like an animated version yeah. of Sesame yeah. Street or animated fucking uh, Fraggle Rock. I never wanted to watch animated Fraggle Rock. No, no, nobody. Horseshit. Um, but so, can you believe that the old man on that was the old man from fucking uh, Boondock Saints? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Now, every time I think fuck about ass. that, my fucking fuck brain ass. just shoots out my dun, um, dun, 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 dun. Well, cuts spe- through the window. Speaking of weird, weird people turning Sorry. up, uh, when I watched one of the so. For October, I always try. I love horror movies in general. They're probably my favorite genre. But for October, I really try to lean in, and it's basically the only kind of movie that I watch. And I, you, you commit. I've tried to broaden my horizons and and watch more things that I had never seen before. Like uh, in the past couple of days, I watched the Reanimator trilogy. It's like I've how in seen, December, Karens watch Hallmark movies all yeah. month long. Um, I've seen Reanimator one more times than I can count. Um, I had, I was familiar with the sequel Bride of Reanimator, but I hadn't ever actually watched it. I'd seen parts of it and I was familiar with like what happened in the story, but I'd never actually sat down and watched yeah, it. Yeah. I mean, you're, honestly, you're dropping titles to stuff when you were talking in like our chat and stuff mm-hmm. that I'm like, uh, I've never heard of these. And, and the third one beyond reanimator i didn't even know existed. That's because it came out like 14 years after this, the second one did. Um, but Reanimator is one of my favorite horror comedy movies of all time because it is it's not a horror movie in the jump scary sense. It has a couple jump scares, but it's more of a horror movie in the just like the disturbing sense of giving weight to what's actually going on in the movie and being like, holy shit, this is dark and fucked up and whatnot. Um, but it is it, it borders on farce at times. Like at one point, a severed head is disconnected from its body, and the the doctor uses the reanimating reagent on both of them to try and see what happens. And the head is trying to instruct the body to move through the room, and it's just knocking shit over. And it, it's literally it's full blown fucking physical comedy in the middle of a really gross out <laughs> horror movie yeah. type thing. Um, but in the sequel, Bride of Reanimator. The love interest is, I discovered today, a lot of vagina from the Austin Powers movies. <laughs> no shit. No shit. I was watching it, and I was like, over halfway through the movie, I was like, I've, where have I seen her before? Like, I don't know who she is, but I know that I know who she is. And so I Googled it when the movie was over, and yeah, she was a lot of vagina. That's too funny. Um, but I've... My, my 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 girlfriend and I sat down and we went through the movies that I have on my hard drive, the movies that I have on DVD, and anything that we could quickly find on Prime or Netflix or whatever, and we made a list of 43 or 44 movies to do just a random spin that's of the That's more than 31, Ron. Well, that's why I watched okay. that's why I watched Bride of Reanimator and Beyond that's Reanimator seven in the same day. Today. Yeah, sometimes you got a double dip. <laughs> um but uh so far, we I, I made a list in the chat and to discuss which ones it was that I had seen. And now I'm, I'm blanking on all of them. But there was the first one that we watched was The Burning, which is the one that, that Harvey Weinstein wrote that, like I said, it's like an anti-slasher movie. Because if you've ever seen a slasher movie from the 70s or the 80s, Friday the 13th, um, Halloween kind of started to fall into that line. Uh, there's always a girl. She's always the virginal one. The slutty girls get offed. The killer stalks their prey. The, that's where the final girl yeah, you yeah. Know, uh, term comes from. The Burning is like the anti-slasher movie. 
Um, the lead, you don't have a final girl. The lead is a male. Um, there are no kills in the movie for like literally the first 40 minutes of the movie. And I believe six of the eight kills that happen in the movie all happen in one scene. Oh, wow. Um, so it's like 40 minutes of very, very slow build. Somebody dies. Another 15, 20 minutes like, go by. Uh, uh, and then uh. this, this group of, of, of two groups of kids are it's out on canoes. Death and it's crazy. And fucking boom, 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 boom. They all die like instantaneously. Um, but it really, it, like it flies in the face of a lot of the typical rules that you see in those kind of slasher movies like Scream. Uh, right. You know, th- those kind of things. Um, but the burning, it was decent. Uh, Tom Savini uh, sex machine from from Dust Till Dawn. Oh, yeah. he he's a big special effects guy. He did the special effects for Night of the Living Dead. One of the best. Um, he's yeah, he's one of the best. He did the effects for it. Um, the, the one that made me laugh really hard was uh, uh, Tori said at, towards the end of the movie when the killer got unmasked. She's like, his face looks like fucking chewed bubble gum because he's a, a burn victim, and it's really great effects. It was, wasn't it? Um, no, I. It, I think that was probably kind of what the design was modeled on, mm. but it it wasn't actually. Um, yeah, so we watched The Burning. Um, as I said, I did the Reanimator trilogy. Uh, there, Jeffrey Combs is the ultimate mad scientist, and the way that he is able to rope his lab assistant through the movies. So if you've ever seen The Frighteners, that's about, that, that's about the, so uh, it's Michael J. Fox. He's the weird cop oh, yeah, that's yeah, following yeah, him around. House, yeah. And he goes into the medicine cabinet or whatever. Uh-huh. Yeah, He's the weird cop that's in that movie. That's I can't Jeffrey think Combs. of him as anybody but Herbert West. No, I, I can't either. And I um, haven't seen the, the other two. He's... He's perfect in, in the role. He's able to deliver lines that are definitely like B-movie lines and make them not seem like you you, you kind of chuckle, but you don't like laugh. Like, this is retarded kind of thing, you know? And uh, there's all sorts of just really, really funny lines that are, like I said, proof that it is truly meant to be a comedy. The sequel was neither written nor directed by Stuart Gordon, which is the guy that did the first one. Uh, it's based off of an H.P. Lovecraft short story about as loosely as you can base a story. Yeah. And laughably enough, the sequel is also about as loosely as you can be based off of the exact same story. Oh, wow. It's, it, it, it in turn like follows the events of the first one, but then disregards some of the events of the first one. It's, <laughs> kinda, it's, it, it's a really weird sequel. It's not a great um, short story either. No, it's not. Um, but uh, the second one, you can really tell that they were leaning into the let's make something that people can laugh at thing. It, it's a little bit more of a chuckle-inducing, like uh, there's a severed head who is reanimated and he uses his mind powers to convince someone to uh, surgically add bat wings to his head so that he no longer has to have his disem, disemheaded his disembodied, disembodied, his head. disembodied head carried around. He can just fly around. 
<laughs> and, and I mean, it's it's silly. Yeah. Um, but then, like I said, the third one, uh, Stuart Gordon actually came back and and did the third one, and it is almost more of like a sequel to the first one, and kind of disregards the second one, in some ways. Um, and Thor's wife is the love interest, Chris Hemsworth. No shit. No shit. Elsa Pataki is her name. But there was another one that I was like, where have I seen her before? <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. It's Thor's wife. Um, and the third one is fucking great. Sure. Like, the, th- the, the second one is, is dumb, bad fun, but the third one is fantastic. Um, really? Yeah. Really? It's, it's really, really great. Because huh. it's, it's the first one where, uh, like, the first one, West is a weirdo who's obsessed with death. The second one has a lot of, the whole point of the second one is them trying to assemble a corpse from body parts uh-huh. and then bring it to life instead of bringing a dead body back to life. So the second one has really heavy Frankenstein vibes to it. Okay. Um, the third one is basically kind of just a mishmash of the two. And Jeffrey Combs is just... Doesn't give a the shit. The ultimate, like I said, he is, he is just mad. He just, what's this? It's dead. Let's see what happens to it when I do this. <laughs> kind of, it's really off the rails and it's, it's really fun. Um, Frighteners 3. I watched... Halloween and Hellraiser, the the original. Yeah, um, I I haven't seen. I can't remember the last Halloween I saw. Probably the second one. I don't like the Rob Zombie ones. I didn't see either of them. No, uh, I saw the third I, one that I, had nothing to do with Michael Myers. Was yeah, it, Season of the Witch is great. Yeah, it shouldn't have been a Halloween movie. No, though. it shouldn't have. Or they should have made the if, whole thing, the whole series, an anthology. If if it wouldn't have been called Halloween Three, it would have been a successful horror movie. I bet it would have. Because it's actually a good movie. It's just everybody hates it because it's supposed to be a Michael Myers movie, and then it's not. Yeah. Um. I didn't like the Rob Zombie ones. I'm not a big fan of Rob Zombie's movies, personally. The only thing he's done that I really enjoyed was Lords of Salem. Was that one good? Yeah. It's actually good. It's creepy. Um, House of a Thousand Corpses was really just Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah, like it's not even it's, a different movie. No, it's 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 like it's an homage in the fucking loosest term because it's basically just that's almost plagiarism. an insult to the word. Though. It's it's like, basically plagiarism. Um, it, it's as close as you could get to plagiarism without it actually being like It's a, like a, a clown legal. jerked off on yeah. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It's, it, it's <laughs> um, yeah, there's, yeah. The Hills Have Eyes, that, that was a pretty good remake. The Hills Have Eyes remake was really good. That's that just movie, a disturbing the, fucking flick. The, that, yeah. the, and, but that's why the remake works. Do you know what is, that's based on? That's why the remake works. Is The first one was really uncomfortable, and the, the, the remake, all they did was they took everything about the first one that was discomforting and weird and off-putting and just cranked it to 11. It's really fucked up. Do you know what it's based on? Hmm. These two people, like, these two Scottish people took off and lived in some caves like by the ocean and they had like 16 kids and the kids had like kids and there were like 64 people living in these caves and they would just kill and rape people 
that came by on the road. And that's where the whole story came from. Really? Like, that was the inspiration for that whole idea. They used... It was a true story? Yeah. They used... that's disturbing. Well, you know, there's a lot of inspiration for Texas Chainsaw from like Ed Gein and stuff. Well, they didn't so, find each other on the yeah, internet, though, they, did they? Yeah, like 90% of yeah. slasher movie killers yeah. were based on Ed Gein. Um, which is fucked. Let's see. Uh, the other night I watched Midsummer. How was that? I keep, I, it's been on my mm. list, but I just haven't. Um, I personally, I love it. Yeah. I really, really like it. Um, I can see why it's a movie, it's like two and a half hours long. And I can see why it's a movie that's not for everybody, but Tori and I watched it. And Tori, if you're still watching the show, you can probably back me up on this. It's it's a movie that genuinely sticks with you. Yeah. Like it it fucking it gets fingers in your brains, and you will be thinking about it. Is for it days like a after. good Wicker Man? Is that how you would describe it? <sighs> there are a lot of similarities to it. Think like a mix between Cannibal Holocaust and Wicker Man. Okay. This group of people go to kind of observe a ritualistic societal custom, mm-hmm. um, much like Cannibal Holocaust. But the custom itself is very, very Swedish, Norwegian, European feel, very similar to Wicker Man. And then, like both movies, things go wrong and they realize that these people are they're not gonna go home. Th- that they're not gonna go home um is it found footage no no okay no um the the Those lead the lead actress uh florence Pugh. she's a watch for her if you don't know who she is she's gonna be in the new black widow movie she is a super pretty girl and a super talented actress um she's the lead in it and she is phenomenal um chidi from the good place is in it um a really great movie I'm um, did you watch hereditary Maybe. I've heard that's one to watch. Watch Hereditary. If you like it, chances are you will like... Uh, oh, yeah, the surrealness is actually a good, uh, a good thing. Um, there are several times while they're in the cult that... And I'm sorry, I'm getting into a little bit of spoilers here. But there are several times while they're interacting with the cult where they uh, are given tea or you know something to eat or something like that that has hallucinogenic properties. Mm-hmm. I've never in my life seen a movie that more accurately represents hallucinogens mm-hmm. um, because the scenes are playing out. In Heredity? Uh, no, in, in, in Midsummer. Midsummer? Um, they were written and directed by the same guy. That's why I ask. If you like one, chances are you'll enjoy the other. Um, but just imagine, as, as someone who's hallucinated before, imagine a, hallucinary, a hallucinatory experience where the person that you're talking to is sitting here talking to you, but for some reason, the couch is doing this mm-hmm. while they're talking. Those are the kind of things that happen in the movie. They're really subtle. They're really not the focus of it, but they're disorienting. Mm-hmm. It's similar to that tone that they would play, where it's like, you're tr- you're paying attention to the scene, but your eyes keep being drawn to the fact that everything around them is moving in the most subtle, unnatural way, mm-hmm. and it's just really uneasy. Um, it's a uh, personally, I it's a really, really great movie. I really, really enjoy it. Um, a movie that I did not enjoy that I also watched that I called ten minutes into it. The Lie. The Lie. Yes, with a Sarsgaard. Yeah, Peter Sarsgaard. Peter Sarsgaard uh, is in it. It's on Hulu. Or Steven Dorf, whichever one. Yeah, he looks a lot like Steven Dorf. They, they, um, well, I just, I think I run those two in my head together. And they're, 
they're totally written, they're totally different actors. The, the the movie was written and directed by the gal who created the killing, the AMC show, which was not bad. Um, and Sarsgaard's also in that. Yes, he is. He plays a, he's a, in it for a season. Mm-hmm. And uh, the lead actress from the killing is the wife of the show. But um, imagine. I, I don't know. Do we just spoil it? Ward? Just yeah, fuck yeah. it. Imagine, Unless, Joe. Are you worried about spoilers? Are you from worried the about movie, spoilers from lie. a bad movie? I, I don't even. I don't have never watched. It. If okay. you hated it and you so, you figured it out in ten minutes, okay. I don't think spoiling so, it's going to ruin anybody's day. Um, <laughs> basically, imagine the entire concept of the movie The Parent Trap, where a uh, young a child Disney movie. Yeah. Yeah. With Haley Mills. Yeah. Or Good Lindsay morning, Lohan. Bliss. Or or Lindsay Lohan. Um, low hand, but low hand. Yes. I saw that meme. Uh, there's imagine, a meme. Yeah. They, they, somebody made a meme of it and they made her arms all long and stuff. It's weird. Oh, that's funny. Um, I was, I did not but, know. But, uh, yeah. So imagine if you will, the plot of the parent trap only done as a horror movie where the girl decides that in an effort to get her parents, one of whom is a struggling musician and f- kind of free spirit. And one of whom is a lawyer that she is going to get them to conspire to help her cover up her accidental murder. And she's going to do that in an effort to get them to rekindle their relationship. That's the movie. And it is dumb as shit. (laughs) And I called it, like I said, I called it 10 minutes into it because as soon as the murder happened and the parents got together to talk, the way that the daughter was acting, I seriously, I turned to Tori and I was like, what if she's just like parent trapping them? (laughs) And then lo and behold, that wound up being what the movie was about. Not good. Uh, in the mouth of madness. Love it. Kind of. I. What, what more can you say about it? That movie's fucking great. That. Oh my god. It's it's one of my favorite John Carpenter movies. Yeah. It, oh, it, like, Big Trouble in Little China. Yeah, Big Trouble in Little China. Uh, my favorite. Yeah. All-time favorite. The thing, One of my all-timers. The Thing is my personal favorite of his. Yes. The thing as, much as, I, as much as I love Halloween, The Thing is my favorite. <clears throat> yeah. uh, <clears throat> Sam Neill's great. So the fir- the, I watched a movie the other night for the first time, which was uh, Cabin in the Woods. I had never seen it. seen it? Nine I'm surprised years. you hadn't it's seen it. It's been nine out. years yeah. since it's been out. It's a I fun show. I had a kick out yeah. of it. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, and it's got two of my favorites in it Richard Jenkins and Bradley Whitford. I yeah. think, it, and Thor. You can't go wrong with those guys. No. Yeah. And, and that's, I, th- I think that's Josh or Joss Whedon's, uh, I think that's where Some he of his peaked. best work. I yeah. think, I think he peaked right it's, there. It's, yeah. yeah. I, Cabin in the Woods is great. If you haven't seen it, Joe, uh, find out. No, is I, have, I have seen it. Oh, okay. It, it didn't give me a lasting impression. Like, wasn't it like game show or something like that at the end? Sort of, but not. Sort of like a game show? Or... It was no. rigged, but I wouldn't call it, it a game rigged, show. But yeah, it was. Yeah. Uh... I don't know. I, I remember watching it, but it, watch I saw it. I saw it watch it is, I really watch it is it. 2020, Joe. Instead of 2011 Joe or 2012 Joe. 2020 Joe. Yeah. Yeah. It, just, it seemed like it was kind of just like a ra- like random people went in there and it was all, yeah, like 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 there was traps and things, but I. 
I've seen it. It was on Netflix a while ago. Wasn't yeah, it? it's it's actually I think it's, it's still on, on Hulu there. right now. It's it's a it's a good show. I would strongly recommend it. Um, it's been on on Prime Video for yeah a year at least. Yeah. Prime is where I found a lot of this. Uh, you know, that's gem. A, it's it's sad because I know I I've been told for the last few years to watch that movie. It's a good show. Um, and Drew I'm Goddard, just, the guy that did uh, the Daredevil TV show on Netflix, he's the one that was behind that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah I saw him in the credits. Mm-hmm. Um, it's one of those one like horror is a genre that like. I don't stick around for for it. Like I can come and go from it. It's so hard to pull off. Well, it's right. It's probably the as hardest hard. that and comedy. Yeah. It's because I don't like, I don't like jump scare stuff. Nope. I, a good jump scare is effective, but you can't build your movie on them. Um, if the only thing that you can scare people with is a loud noise that is unexpected, your movie's not scary. And Did you see you should have left with Kevin Bacon? Uh, not yet. It's on my. It's it's and one of the movies that's in our list. I, I so want to talk with I'll, you about I'll it after to, you've I'll watched get to it. it. We should talk but, about it next show. But Cabin in the Woods hits then. both of them really hard and really well, mm-hmm. and it's just really fucking good. And then you look at. You look at so many others, and As, they dude, all just reanimator. Miss. Same thing. Yep. There are some genuinely like disturbing horror type shit in reanimator, but there's also full blown comedy where a guy reanimates a dead cat's body, and before it comes back to life, he looks at the dude next to him and says, "Now don't expect it to tango because it has a broken back." <laughs> like it's. It, yeah, you know, but you you said the hills have eyes earlier, and I think really what a lot of these movies need in them, in a big way, is this kind of deliverance type atmosphere to them, almost like that this wrong turn. That wrong, yeah. It's like, oh, I shouldn't be here. This is like not where I broke down. Da- like we're broke down. Yeah, not just shit on that movie. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Texas you. Chainsaw. Yeah. All of them. They they have that. These city kids went into the wrong spot. Right, right. Got they, it. They took the wrong turn. Yeah. They fucked with you these on the wrong country roads, son. Right. And I don't know. It's never been my experience with country people. Because Deliverance is really—it's a horror movie. Yeah. Oh yeah. If you, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Without question. It's it's not a conventional <laughs> horror movie, but it's absolutely a horror movie. Yeah, and it's it. That's another one that's in that same exact Texas Chainsaw vein, or. Wrong turn or hills have eyes. Like it's that movie. Yeah. People are getting stalked. People are getting uh, assaulted. And, and it's this cunning. And, it's it's a cunning lunatic, basically. Yeah. So yeah. House of a Thousand Corpses. To, and then after that, Prince like, of Darkness. That that's actually a pretty good old one too. What's that? Prince of Darkness. Prince of Darkness. Oh yeah. Who's in that one? Uh. It's on my list of. Uh, guy with an it's on my Ooh, list of movies to watch. Did you ever see the, the mustache? It's first power. I think that was what it was called. It's uh, but the, 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 uh, Donald Pleasance is in it, and uh, Victor Wong. Oh, the guy from Big Trouble Little China. Yeah, yeah, uh, Victor Victor Wong. Victor Wong that yes. is also in Tremors. <laughs> yeah, the old Asian dude. Oh yeah, yeah. You should have left the same director as uh, Stir of Echoes. Did you know that? 
Really? I've heard there are a lot of similarities between there the two movies. There are similarities between the two I movies. I didn't know it was the same guy, but yeah. I've heard there are Kevin a lot Bacon of similarities between the movies. Kevin Bacon and that director are like, let's do it again. Okay, okay. Yeah. Um, because as I'm watching it, I'm like, ah, oh, this really resonates with uh, the Stir of Echoes vibe. That Okay. Stir? Um, so, yeah, let's see. Uh, we did, uh, I've watched In the Mouth of Madness. Uh, from Beyond, I watched, which is another one that is like uh, sci-fi. It was Stuart Gordon's movie that he made after he made Reanimator. Um, it has a lot of the same people that are in Reanimator. Jeffrey Combs is in it. Barbara Crampton's in it. Um, it's basically like if you took Reanimator and Hellraiser and smushed them together. It's uh, it's like Reanimator, but with weird, deviant, horrible S and M E creepy demon sex shit from Hellraiser added mm. into it. Uh, Jeffrey Combs and this other doctor. How much of that was in the first Hellraiser? It's been a while since I've seen the first one. It's one good sex. The the That's thing it. about the thing about the first Hellraiser is it was really unde- the the Cenobites were really undefined. I thought so. Pinhead was not Pinhead in right. the first. Literally, uh, fun trivia fact, the first Cenobite to be killed in the original Hellraiser is Pinhead. I thought so. Yeah, he's the first one to be banished back to whatever dimension it is. It wasn't until after that movie was successful and he was a really iconic look that they started to lean more into Pinhead. Yeah. Um, but there... Uh, there's a scene in, in Hellraiser uh, where uh, I can't remember her name, but the the, the young girl, which uh, that was her first movie, yeah. actually. Uh, and she did a fucking bang up job for it being her first movie. Uh, she's talking to the Cenobites when she makes the deal with them in order to save her own life. And she's finding out what they are. And Pinhead describes them as being they're They're like the, the quintessential apex of physical sensation right for some people it's pleasure for some people it's pain he literally says he's like some of us are to somewhere gods to somewhere devils um so there's no i haven't seen this i like the shit out of me. i was like hmm. 11 um but the the one thing that is is weird about it is they uh they really lean more into the pain aspect of it than they do the, the pleasure aspect of it, especially in the movies. But, uh, it's the doctor finds a way to make this machine that when you turn it on, it stimulates the pineal gland in your brain, mm-hmm. which is, uh, scientifically like in real science it's related to concepts of extrasensory perception and so they take right. that and they're like okay well what happens when you oh really you've never oh yeah we definitely need to i haven't watched deliverance since i was in like high school i've um, never stayed awake through it it's i mean it's worth a watch i love it it's yeah i've watched it it's, several times it's, it's worth a watch i can't make it past the first 15 minutes um it's a little it's bit like valium it's a little it's, slow watching it now makes you and i don't want to distract from your your train of thought no, that you were, but watching it now makes you sad to see how much uh burt reynolds deteriorated oh from because like, he was like 42 <laughs> in that and he's like cut <laughs> and then like he died at like 80 yeah 
and was just like wheelchair bound and yeah in bad bad shape yeah um, but it's from doing yeah, all, like yeah. he did a lot of his own stunts and stuff Watch when he was strip tees yeah yeah and he's still in fucking great shape yeah. pro- well like even into like the 2000s and he was, he was like, in uh, in boogie nights he was still doing all right he yeah. did stuff in he wasn't uh, doing great, my name was, is earl too yeah um so anyway they uh the doctor figures out how to operate this machine that they call the resonator and the resonator it emits like extrasensory energy that stimulates your pineal gland and allows you to see into basically what amounts to like parallel dimensions mm-hmm. where things go when we die those those kind of things and so like at the, the very first time that you see it Jeffrey Combs's character is in there when it's turned on and he sees this like eel thing and it's a really cool effect because all they did was they uh you shoot it with a reverse negative and then overlay that over the film as a special effect so it looks like it's like grainy and translucent in the shot Mm -hmm. but it's it's not and it's this like weird pinkish eel thing that's just swimming through the air and he's staring at it and thinks it's cool and all that kind of stuff and then it like jumps down and bites his face and he realizes that you can when your brain is stimulated, you can interact with these things. Well, so they leave the machine on and the doctor that created the machine winds up getting like taken into the dimension. And so the next time they turn the machine on, it brings him back and it becomes like a drug to them because of the stimulation that they get from it, mm-hmm. because it's really physically arousing, like sexually arousing. And it's, it, uh, one of the characters literally refers to them being like junkies. And uh, it's, it, it has, it, it, if you're gonna watch something like Reanimator that has that really like over the top, try to gross you out practical effects, but with weirdness on top of it, from beyond is like that cranked up more like like i said it's Stuart gordon you could tell that he wanted to make a really off-putting weird fucked up movie with reanimator mm-hmm. and then after he did it and went to his next movie it was like okay well i learned all of this stuff from this movie so now i'm gonna do this mm-hmm. and like the doctor guy that created the machine every time that he comes back from the dimension he's mutated more and barbara crampton's character every time that she uses it she becomes like more and more sexually deviant and at one point jeffrey combs's character spends so much time with the machine that his pineal gland swells and winds up like erupting out of the front of his head (laughs) and is like flopping around like a little fucking springy dick and it's it's again it's just it's really fucking weird and if you if you enjoy reanimator it's a movie that you would probably enjoy. It's weird and gross and really funny. And the, uh, what is it? The black guy from night of the living dead is in it. He plays a cop, but, uh, that was a good one. I, I enjoyed that. Um, rumor has it. They put, uh, fluoride in the water to calcify your pineal gland. So you, Lose your psychic potential. Right. Oh, yeah? Yep. That's interesting. It has... Uh, uh, I don't know if I buy into that. But it has... I see something about it. What's the specifics on our appendix? It has a tremendous tagline. Mine's line. gone, but... Uh, yeah, there was... 
It was meant to digest. It was like it's supposed to be a second stomach, wasn't step it? Step in the digestive process. That's why people who chew their nails end up having to lose it, because it was it, something about that. But it, yeah, it was to so di- it was to, di- to digest a specific nursing. thing that we have moved past. No, no. And See, so, like, like they chew and eat their nails. Because I didn't chew and eat my nails, but I've chewed my nails. People who chew their nails end Just, up having being Jesus Christ, right? Uh, are more likely to end up with uh, wow. appendicitis. I'm not sure why, but boy, how long do they have to do to get that study done? What is that? That is his like basically final form in the movie. You can pull it up if you just search for from beyond. But uh, it's like I said, horrible. it's yeah, it's it's and it's all cool practical effects that you know if you if you're into those kind of things like I am. Uh, Oh, from beyond. Oh. What the fuck did you find? Some Dragon Some Ball sort of Z anime shit. Anime shit. Oh, d- r- remove the final form thing. <laughs> it's not even my it's, final form. Yeah, it's, I was going to say you're getting lots of DBZ stuff from that. Um, <laughs> yeah, all sorts of just really, really awesome. It's like the end of the boys, right? Awesome there. practical effects, uh, which th- those are those are my absolute jam. It's one of the reasons why The Thing is my favorite Carpenter movie. But like I said, every time he comes back through the machine, he just gets more and more grossly deranged. And it's, I don't know, it's a, it's a fun, gross-out movie. Um, I already talked about it previously on the show, but I did get around to watching uh, the Poughkeepsie tapes which is the one that is the... And you hadn't watched it before? No, I'd seen it. Oh, okay. I, I, I that's, just, what I saw, I, that's what I was wondering, because I, I thought you had recommended it. Yeah, no, I, I had seen it, um, but I hadn't seen it in years, and uh, uh, Tori had never watched it, so we sat down to watch it together. Um, it, it really, man, it holds up. Like, it's like watching uh, just an episode of Cold Case Files or Unsolved Mysteries or something like that, but it's just cranked up to the fucking creepiest, grossest. It's really, uh, it's really, really well done. It's an unsettling movie. Mm. Like the, and it's the, it's spelled P O U. Yeah. Just like the, yeah. Like in New York. Who keeps New York? I'm going to have to check it out. But it like, is it free somewhere? Other than, the high seas. Other the high than the seas? high seas, I don't think so. Okay. I think you can rent. I've it through, seen it before. Though. I think you can It'll rent pop it up. through Prime. Okay. But um, if you, you want, I have anything. it. I could bring you a Prime. copy of it that you could watch. It's too much work, man. Um, but uh, it's it has, uh, and I don't watching I, stuff on flash drives is so 2012. <laughs> <laughs> well, consider me old school then. <laughs> um, I just I got so tired of doing. Well, just that. call me I, Miles Davis. Right? <laughs> I, I don't. I don't remember if I if I referenced it when we were talking about it when I recommended it, but it has arguably the most unsettling line I've ever heard in a movie ever, because you're like 40 minutes into the movie and he's killed all these people and he uses the handy cam footage to do all of it and whatnot, and he picks up this lady in a car that he's driving around that's supposed to be made up to look like a cop car. And 
the camera starts rolling and he talks to her and he's like, no, 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 it's okay. There's a, there's actually, if you take the turn off up here, there's a gas station and I can take you to there and we can use the phone there and blah, blah, blah. And, um, he just out of nowhere, he's like, you know, it's really, uh, kind of foolish to just get in the car with a stranger. And she's like, well, and he's like, yeah, haven't you heard about the, the serial killer guy that's, you know, out and, and she's like, well, yeah, but he only, he only targets prostitutes Toots. And, 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 and he's like, well, yeah, that's, that's, that's what the news says. I guess that's true. And then she, and he just kind of leaves it at that. Like, it's really weird, but he doesn't come right out and say anything. It's just a really, really uncomfortable conversation. That the, the dialogue from that scene reminds me, I started watching the house that Jack built the other day. Oh, the Lars von Trier. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't finished it, but I'm going to have to go back and finish it. Cause I fell asleep. Um, See, baby. But, and, uh, so he, he, he lets the conversation hang there and then he just goes, can I ask you something? She goes, yeah. And he goes, when you got in the car earlier, why did you call me officer? And she's like, well, cause you're a cop. He's like, I'm not a cop. I'm a butcher. Why would you think that? And she's like, she immediately figures out what's going <laughs> on and starts pleading for her life. And he literally tells her, he's like, okay. I'll make you a deal. We're going to pull over and I'm going to rape you and you're not going to fight. And if you don't fight, I won't kill you. And this lady like literally bargains for her life. And as soon as she gets him to agree to it, he responds, actually, I changed my mind. I don't think you or I are going to want you alive for the things I'm going to do to you. Oh, God. And it's like, yeah. oh, oh, oh. It's so, so, so awesome and so fucking, and the, the yeah, it's strong recommendation. That's, that's reserved it's an, for those guys that need to find an, each other on it's, the internet. Yeah, it's an upsetting movie. And like he yeah. takes a girl hostage and goes like full Stockholm Syndrome on her and helps wow. her get complicit in some of the murders. And yeah, dude, it definitely, it's worth your time. It's a fucked up, really, really good movie. Um, which one's this? Poughkeepsie. Poughkeepsie this, tapes. This, okay. Yeah. Wow. It's it's all about a serial killer what? that was operating in in an allegedly. You know, it's all fake. But. Did you watch Creep? Yeah, and Creep Two. And Creep Two. Yeah, I liked them. Um, I, I did didn't. Not. I didn't like them as a whole, but there were some really, really, really fucking bright spots. Well, that's I. That's where I say. That's where. Yeah, like, I don't like the, the actor on the whole of them. You don't like uh, what's I'm his name? Mark Duplass. I'm, I'm on the fence. There's about stuff him. he's and done I, well in, and there's stuff he kind of shits the bed with. There's, I don't like that handy cam kind of way it was shot. I don't like. I didn't like the content. I didn't like the way it was executed. I it just the whole package was just shit to me. See, it, it that movie had one of the problems, and it, it's again, it's the biggest reason honestly why I'm as big of a fan of Poughkeepsie tapes as I am is as I said in the previous show found footage movies have the fundamental flaw of why are they still filming why right. would you why would you not just turn the camera off and nope the fuck out of there and Poughkeepsie tapes makes it work because the murderer that you're following is the one running the camera so of course he's not going to turn the camera off because he's trying to document his fun right but creep there were a few too many moments and especially in the second one there were a few yeah. too many moments where i was like dude you would you, really you're not going to nope out of here at this 
I got more out of the first one than the second. Yeah, Blair definitely. Witch was was one that it made sense why the camera was yeah. always going. Blair, Blair Witch was another one that worked, and I didn't mind that one. No, and I I remember remember Blair how Witch that was fooled that was, a lot of people. We we were sitting. We watched the. We should have caught it as soon as we noticed it was on Sci-Fi. Right, the, the drama was on. Uh-huh. But we went and looked it up on AOL right yep. after. Yeah, I and remember. God, we weren't. What was I like? I was online. 17 and you were fucking 12. I, was, I think I was 13? 12. I think I was 12 when that movie came out. I think it came out in 96. What? Blair Witch. So 98. I was 98? Yep. yep. It was my I was, freshman year of college. I was 13. I was then. 17 I was and you 13. were 13. Yeah. Damn. And I actually met the, um, the lead character lady. I don't Heather? know her name, but I'm actually a, I saw her in a music store. Her name's Heather. And yeah. Had, Heather. And she had a little dog. Or no. No, the music store had a little dog, and literally when she walked in, this little dog ran up and just started barking and barking and barking and barking at her until she actually just turned around and left. Huh. Weird. This was in, this was in uh, Grass Valley, California. Yeah, she uh, got possessed there. by that witch in the woods. <laughs> Must have. That dog, little dog, man, did not That's funny. Like her. I, I read a fan theory about that movie. That those boys took her out into the woods to kill her, and and they used they they were fucking with her the whole time. They hid the map from her, and they kept turning her things around at night. Hmm. They were the ones doing all the stuff, and it it the way the way the theory was presented was really really well done. There's a lot of improv in that movie. Yeah, and sometimes yeah. it sometimes it shows, but no, it's an effective movie. Um, what about Cloverfield, though? Because that was, like, shot in the same way. I, okay. I, man, I... That I could, that movie had so good a build-up and was such a disappointment. It's one of my favorite monster movies. Um, Cloverfield Lane is way better. Cloverfield Lane is, is a That's good movie. That's the best of the Cloverfield um, movies. But I, see, okay, so... So, Joe, I, I'm no. just... I have this really, really weird soft spot for Cloverfield because okay. I, coincidentally, <laughs> I was part of the viral marketing campaign for Cloverfield. You got me okay. suckered into it. It was very mysterious. Like nobody. No, knew I mean I what, was actually involved what it, in it. What it was or what oh. anything, and then you see so, this freaking big giant thing ravaging New York. At prior, when when the very first trailer dropped with Transformers. And they didn't say anything. Nobody knew anything about the movie. And this trailer came out and it was the first thing that anybody heard about it. Nobody knew what the movie was about. And then they had their little alternate reality game coming with all of the online stuff. Well, during that time, as part of the online alternate reality stuff, the six main characters from the movie all had MySpace pages, right? So all of the MySpace pages were bullshit. They were all created by Paramount. They were all run by Paramount's marketing team. And the only people that those six people interacted with on all of their MySpace pages was each other. So it was kind of obvious that it was, you know, bullshit. But. For Cloverfield, right? For Cloverfield, yeah. So I... Sent them all friend requests. MySpace put their all their eggs in that basket. I, 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 I sent all of them. I sent all of them friend requests on on MySpace, 
and they all Jeff accepted they 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 all accepted me as their friend and uh this i was part of like a chat forum that was following this game so like i i didn't have to do a lot of the legwork i could just read off of what all of the other you know investigative work that other people did but uh i was online i was at work working at the tyler and kelly dealership and i was online on my myspace and rob the main character from the movie made a MySpace. I don't even remember what they call them now. What was the actor's name? Uh, Who cares? Is he even, is no, he even alive anymore? He's not in anything. Yeah. The only person that came out of that that was Miller. worth a fuck was Lizzie Kaplan. Well, T.J. Miller yeah. was in it. Yeah. Um, he got canceled. Didn't he, didn't he do a but bomb he got, threat? Yeah, he got canceled for doing multiple bomb threats. He's actually, still around. He's going to be okay. Um, I think he's but, just uh, so waiting in the wings. What did they call those things that they were like, they were like blog posts. They weren't just your simple little posting. Forums. Is that what they were? I, they were, they were, they were things that you no could threads. Post. I don't remember what they Forum were. Forum threads. It's like you're, you're on, on MySpace. On, yeah, no, on MySpace. Like, you oh. had, you had your profile picture and then you had your comments down here in your top eight or your top 16. MySpace or had a blog. Whatever. And then in the up, whatever, and then they were. whatever they were in the upper right thing that was like basically their equivalent to a blog where you could post your own individual shit. Um, the, they, the Paramount team posted a thing for Rob. And I happened to be online when they posted it. So as soon as they posted it, I jumped on there and I wrote a reply. And... The Paramount team was in the middle of going through and making the post, signing into a different account, making that. And what wound up happening was in their process of going through and approving the comments from the other character MySpace pages, they inadvertently approved mine. So I got over 700 emails to my MySpace page. <laughs> awesome. In one day from all of these people who were following this online <laughs> game who immediately wanted to know what I did for Paramount and how I was involved in the movie and if there was anything that I could inform them about. The I'm not bullshitting you. That's I awesome. still have screenshots on my old computer of my picture and my comment. My profile picture at the time was uh, Guy Pierce from Memento holding up the Polaroid. And the Polaroid that he was holding up was a picture of me. <laughs> and nice. yeah, I it literally it nestled in between the six comments from the other characters from the movie is my one little comment saying, oh man, I'm sorry to hear that's going on for you. I hope things get better. Blah, 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 blah. Wow. Yeah. Over 700 messages in one day. That's awesome. From people that were like, oh, so what do you do for Paramount? <laughs> is it a lion movie? Like, what is this Voltron? What is this movie about? It huh. was... Honestly, it was really kind of irritating, but um, it was hilarious. Your, and it was your one day of stardom. It was, yeah, it was my like, literal. Ah, it was my God, one leave me day. Alone. It was my one day of fame, and it, so I. Yes, I like Cloverfield, but I have this really, really weird affinity to the movie for that reason. That it will always, always hold a soft spot in my heart because, for one very short time. 
people thought that I was involved in the production of a secret movie. <laughs> I don't know if the mic got that or not. No, it did. I heard it. <laughs> Excuse me. Well, we've been here for almost four hours. So. Yeah. That was awesome. <laughs> no, it was it was really really cool. Um, Cloverfield, uh, Handycam doing that found footage kind of thing for that kind of a movie. I think I, I think they did it well. I think it's a cool idea for use of Handycam. I think that was revolutionary. It's like I agree. It okay, it okayed doing that. Like Blair Witch was the first was one of the first movies to do that triple A movie. And it just didn't catch on, I don't think. But after Cloverfield, then you do see a lot more of that type of movie. That was when you started after Cloverfield was when you started to see, uh, you, you know, you had your paranormal activities. You had your. Yeah, yeah which is um, surprising that Blair Witch didn't. Uh, um, did you ever catalyze more? Oh, yeah. Oof. It was garbage. Oof. Hot, hot garbage. How was oh. the uh, more recent sequel? The remake? It, was it a remake? It's it's a it is both a sequel and a remake. Um, a sequel. It's a it's a seaboot. Seaboot. It's a seaboot. It's a sequel it's reboot. Called, is it called The Woods? What? It's just called Blair Witch. Is, okay. Um, it's not. Oh, they made a new one. Yeah. Back we circle back to the remake discussion. Um, not surprising. Yeah. It is not great. It has a couple moments that are decent, um, but it's really like, you can really tell that their only idea for making the movie was, hey, what if we remade the Blair Witch movie, but we increased the cast so that we could increase the body count? <laughs> what a terrible idea. Like, it really, like, it, like yeah. It's, way to just steal the fucking magic. Like, oh, the what made this movie great? There were three fucking terrified people freezing to death in the woods. You know, that, that's, a, the, that's what we've only been doing this really honestly, like the last 20 or so years when they've done remakes on stuff, they would retitle things under a whole new fucking brand. There hasn't been a fucking deliverance remake. The closest thing I'd say was without, without a paddle, but it's under a whole different fucking yeah. name. Well, have you seen the brand. bottle today? No. The Coke bottle today? Yeah, have you seen it? Uh huh. Comes in a two two liter. That's true. Yeah. Or it was used to be ten ounces. Yeah, that's true. Um, it's uh, the the only it, it, it's a stupid reason to like the movie because it's not a good movie. But the only reason I like the new Blair Witch movie is because the guy that wrote it is the guy that did. Uh, Honey, I blew up the Coke bottle. You're next. <laughs> which is great if you haven't seen it and the guest which is also really fucking great if you haven't seen it uh dan stevens the guy that was on legion mm. and I, I guess he was on downton abbey i don't watch downton abbey but he's a talented actor um he, he he's <laughs> well, the gotta lead. be if you're on downton he's, abbey. he's the lead in the guest but um yeah his name is simon barrett and he uh your next is a really really fun fucked up kind of twist on a home invasion movie mm. because I think I've seen that you you it's the one where the people show up in the white animal masks mm. oh no I didn't see that I've seen I've it's I've a good show that, I've seen that it's on it's Netflix. it's basically like the idea of the movie is what if you were at this house 
uh, like imagine yourself at like uh you know the the clue movie mm -hmm. uh imagine yourself in a situation like that uh that turns into a home invasion but then you suddenly discover that some of the people that are involved in the home being invaded clearly know about what's going on mm. and it's it, so it's like equal parts horror from home invasion and thriller from can you trust the people that are with you and it's i don't know it's a really tight tight script it's a good movie I, it's tense hmm. and fun it's a good show nice should we get out of here probably oh yeah i do yes. have a i do have a doctor's appointment in the morning uh, yeah, <laughs> i have a job in the morning I'm probably gonna be in trouble all right Thank so, you guys. I appreciate you guys having me on. Yeah. Hey, thanks for joining yeah, us. Thanks for coming by. Type of person. So. No. Did yeah, you I have do fun? Enjoy, I do enjoy it. this. Is pretty great, man. You want to do it again sometime? Yeah. Sure. Thanks for pretty coming great. on. Maybe I might have to get another graphics card. Yeah, do that. <laughs> That's a bummer that that uh, quit yeah, working I've, on you. Yeah. I just helped my son build a computer a couple weeks ago, and he put in a he saved up all his own money. The graphics card he put in in his machine was four hundred and twenty-five dollars. Jesus wow. Christ! Like a twenty eighty. Dude, I don't know. What is he doing? Did he sell himself to Jeffrey Epstein? Where did he get all that money? <laughs> he's just he's like he's my saver of the kids. Like oh. he's the oh. one that like. He's the one like, that's fiscally responsible. Sets goals. There you go. He sets goals and he saves for them. And He's the one the other ones are going to borrow money from when they get older. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Well, they already do it now. So, thanks, Joe, for coming on this on tonight. I hope yeah. you had a good time. It was good catching My up with you, by the way. What was that? It was good catching up with you, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Been a while. It has. It's been a <laughs> long while. A well, hopefully man. next time you come on, we uh, we can go into some other, delve into some other topics and kind of yeah, expand no, on this conversation. No, I've, this is pretty cool. Awesome, man. You guys are great. Man. So I subscribe to your channel. So sweet. Awesome. But yeah, you know, I pretty guy. I got the evil eye going on in the living room. So. All right, man. Well, thanks again, Joe. <laughs> Have a good one. Take care. Later. Take easy, man. All right, peeps, didn't I tell you this was the best one? They fucking nailed it as usual. In case you weren't listening at the beginning, make sure you head over to timespentportly.com and click things. Give us five stars on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. While you're at it, subscribe on YouTube and get notified the next time we're live. Maybe you appreciate what we give you and you want to support us? Great! Head over to patreon.com slash timespentportly and check out how you can do just that. Thanks again for wasting your time with us this week. Now go make better use of it. Until next time. Time's